now the 10th time I've tried to record this intro, so let's see if we can make this one gold. <sighs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to... <clears throat> see? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Brent Sandor and Miss Carly Ely, power duo. Um, they came up to the compound to sit down for an interview. We had a, a little roundtable discussion around the new microphone. Thanks to all those listeners who have donated. Of course, you can go and do that via PayPal if you go to my website, MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog and go uh, scroll down. You'll see support the cause and my big old knuckle tattoos. Uh, there's a PayPal donate button on there that you can go and donate twenty five cents or actually I don't I don't I think you have to donate a dollar at least. I'm not sure how PayPal works, but you could donate uh, as little as you can afford if you can afford more and want to donate a bunch. Obviously. God, it sounds so douchey. Fuck, I can't believe I do that. If you want to donate, you can go do that. Um, any any monies donated to the show, go right back into the show, getting new equipment, setting up uh, website stuff and all that good shit. Big thanks to DSD, our DSD Clothing, our sponsor. Uh, you can go and get their clothes at dsdshop.com. HonkyKong.com is the artist who does all the work over there. Amazing guy. Make sure you go check him out. For this interview, we talk about Pete Dog, Palm Springs, East County, Voice 1156 Gallery, Action Sports, Graphic Arts, Juxtapose, Human 5, Rebel 8 vs. Fatal, Sezio, Office Jobs, Photography, Art Couples, Spy Optics, Design, Scripts Building, UFC 127, Dating, Pushing Pedals, Fixed Gears. Said that all mushmouth. Fixed Gears. Fishbowl Theory, and Banksy. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Brent Sandor and Miss Carly Ely. You know what I mean? It's easy to view your art and understand what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like they should, like, there's got to be those people out there. They have, like, you know, they make 150 k a year and they don't want to buy an Ikea print, but they have no clue what to do. I, it's. It seems like I've I've been finding them on my own. Really? That's even better. Yeah, I know. You make you make a little extra dough, you know. Well, quite a bit of extra dough, mm. and then just build rapports with people instead of people building rapports with gallery owners. Then you need to be a rep. And just you pull in all your friends and just rep their shit and take a little cut. Well, that's I've been talking to some people about like an artist union mm-hmm. thing. Let me get some audio checks real quick before we get like all the way into this thing. Of course, start scratching right away. I'm gonna take this dog to pee and then we'll get started. You couldn't wait. (laughs) (laughs) He's cute. I like PD. Alright, you need to relax now, dog. He's like, but I've been in all day. You feel better? Yeah, I'm chilling now. That's fine. Now, you've been here before, huh? Mm-hmm. You haven't never been here. Oh, well, I've never been here. You should look at everything. I got some cool stuff. I know. I see most of it from your other place. Mm. But you have like that's uh, Peterson new. That's down mm-hmm. there. Well, it's new for my collection. Yeah. I have the one of his other pieces up there at the top too, but it's not mine. He's kind of next level with his shit right now. Did you see that one? Yeah, I like that's that he's doing uh, acrylics and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, he's still doing the oils, but 
Like do like faster pieces? Yeah. yeah. So you can just power some shit out. I don't know. That's kind of key though, is to be able to power some shit out and like. And sometimes it's good to have the breaks too, where it's like you rejuvenate all the creative energies and just let them explode. What do you mean, like my two and a half year break from painting? <laughs> <laughs> a piece a year for some random show? Mm-hmm. I try. Yeah, the podcast's been going good. I'm pretty excited about it. People are donating money. Good, yeah. I gotta send you some glasses. I'll just send them out next week. Okay. I'll just send you a bunch. Hopefully, I can send you like ten pairs for every month yeah, or something like that. So that'd be awesome. Cause every, as long as I have like I have, I'm doing DSD as a sponsor right yeah. now. What are they doing so with just you? Just giving gear. Cool. Shirts. And yeah. I have, but they're they're all out of stuff now. Like I just grabbed the last batch of things that yeah. Adam had. We just saw that the Pearl is sponsoring you. No. Yeah. That's rad. I just started working for Greg. Yeah, no, he told me yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, they sponsored. They sponsored one show, but I gave them two shows because they paid cash. But as the momentum picks up, I think people are going to want to sponsor the show. Yeah. Because people aren't doing this in the art community. Yeah, we should do something cool like hundredth, hundred every hundredth download gets a free pair of glasses, or every like five hundredth download gets it. Yeah, beyond well, just giving them to the artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's and that's what I've been wanting to do. Uh, like I have some stuff to give away for. Um, for people who have donated, mm-hmm. I think I have some DSD stuff that I want to mm-hmm. send them, and then I'm going to make some live free shirts. Nice. And then that's what I want to do too. If Spy has a bunch of stuff to give away, I'll straight give it to listeners or people yeah. who donate. Yeah. You know, hey, here's a, a thing for donating. See, this this is uh, the first time doing a two person oh. interview. Actually, the first episode, my two buddies came over, mm-hmm. and we just were smoking weed. And just talking shit. And so I just put the record oh, yeah. on and just let it record. <laughs> it wasn't like uh, like the way it was set up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. You're going to get cinched up. What does that mean? What that means I want to play really bad, so uh, just ignore him. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, he actually just had all his toys removed from him oh. the, this whole last week, and he got he got mm-hmm. him back yesterday right. like he was on restriction but he gets kind of he's, he's real possessive and kind of a, well not possessive but he uh, gets dominant oh he has yeah toys he's like running around he's like look at me chase after me i'm look what i got yeah and so i was, I was like dude that's enough so we, we put him on toy restriction for <laughs> which is totally total humanizing kid. but he hey he smells my granola bar in there Oh yeah, anything food related, he's he's all he's all over too. So yeah, so this one might be a little different. I don't know. I might even just maybe we'll try to do something yeah. different for this episode. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna go because it has been like a one-on-one, like yeah. like interviewing. That'd be more interesting. Jump back. Yeah. But um, thanks anyway for coming up and doing the show. I I appreciate. Thank it. you. Of course. Yeah. Um, let's get let's get people uh, a chance to get to know you. Did you, uh, you guys grow up in California? Are you transplants? Yeah, I'm from Palm Springs. Brent's I grew up here. pretty much in San Diego. Yeah. yeah, same with me. Yeah, But there aren't too many of us. No, most people come to San Diego. You grew up in Palm Springs? Mm-hmm. That's got to be a little weird as like a resort town. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I say that probably growing up there probably isn't like that. But for yeah. almost everybody else who, who is familiar with it. Yeah, it was it's always, boring. Uh, I like, I wanted to get out of there. I thought it sucked, but now I now I appreciate it. I'm sorry. It's Dog, okay. please. I don't think there's anything else on here. This smells like coke? I don't know. I don't have any snacks in my jacket. 
If there's any remnants of dog smell either, he'll be able to remember it. I don't know if you hang out with any fucking dogs or not. You're to smell like a dog. <laughs> so you so you grew up in Palm Springs, and, mm-hmm. and that's got to be like resort town old people mostly. Yeah. What's it like for a young person to grow up? In Super Palm boring. Um, everyone just like breaks into hotel pools and stuff like that. Like it's there's nothing to do. House parties and I don't know, run around on the golf course at night. Do kids get kind of wild. Yeah. Like do they like? straight to like doing hard drugs and like get fucked up just because they're or i think some of them did but not so much the ones i hung out with i mean yeah. hung out with some good kids you know because there's like that thing like people in pete <laughs> go on i know your food is usually over there i'm sorry pete <laughs> interrupting here <laughs> you know you want to go lay down so just go do it you know you're tired go lay down mm. Go on. He's like, I'm so cute. How can you bum on me? He's like a little old guy in there. So cute. Ridiculous. His food is usually right there. Come here. We'll try to continue. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, like, uh, kids in, like, rural areas are, like, going out and having babies at, like, 13 and getting wild just because there isn't anything to do. And it seems like there's either, like, on one hand, kids are either, like, really bad and get into trouble or they get really creative. Yeah. One of the two. I was definitely, like, a quiet, shy kid, and I would stay inside and draw and paint all the time, and I remember, yeah, my sister was the complete opposite growing up. She she was the one that would always get in trouble, and I was, like, the nerd. Like, I, <laughs> I, I played the flute and stuff, and yeah. I would just, like, nerd out in my room and create stuff. Right. Yeah. And you're at East County? Uh, true? not, you? like, super East County. I would say over by, like, SDSU. So just, just east of that before you get to La Mesa. Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost. Borderline. borderline but I'm a... had a few, like, East County OG locals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little bit west of the East County. Which but I'm sort of, uh, I fall into that category, too. Yeah. So we met, I guess, voice. through the voice gallery, right? Yeah. We didn't know each other before then. No. Even though we probably had, like, weird connections, like, of people we knew somehow in between. Probably random, but that's right when I, like, started getting into art. Like, I was, grew up not art kid at all. And that's, like, right then. It just was, like, perfect, like, storm for me, you know what I mean? Like, what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, two or three? I mean, right when it started. When did it start? I mean, oh, the that's first show. I remember. I'm so bad with dates. That's why I never did good in history class. <laughs> I think oh three maybe? Yeah. Oh three. And so, what were you? What were you doing before that? I mean, you were kind of into like the surf scene and sort yeah, of I mean, like right on the edge of that, like action sports. Yeah, sort I grew of stuff. up like, grew up full jock syndrome. Like where I grew up, it was like a little bit suburbia, <laughs> middle class. Like high school, there was no way you were like, getting into art at all. Like I was kind of artsy as a kid and wanted to do like little art classes and draw and paint. But then as soon as I got to like junior high, high school, just you weren't doing that at all. And, Played like football and baseball and soccer growing up, basketball and so it was just I don't know, art was just not a part of my life at all. It's crazy, right? And then started surfing, snowboarding, skating, and then working at skate shops and everything just like totally changed once I started doing that and like realized that you could draw and make a living or design and you can make a living doing like artsy shit instead of playing sports or being a doctor or whatever those yeah. I thought I was supposed to do. And that's right? something I think for people who grew up in Southern California, right in like the mecca of mm-hmm. that scene, 
I think for me, a big inspiration was skateboard graphics and, yeah. and sort of t-shirt illustrations and all the things that revolved around there. So it was like, it was almost like two little parallel lines that, kicked, that would cross over every now and then. Yeah, you know, I think it's parts like... Parts would jump over. Yeah, what's crazy is you grow up like, you know, you pick the board off the wall because you want that graphic or you wear that shirt because you want that graphic, but it's like a product. And until you realize that there's someone that actually made that product, like you, until you can wrap your head around that, you don't realize that there's actually jobs in the industry beyond the sales rep that's in the shop or the, yeah. the kid that rides for the company. There's a whole back end that creates the brand and the image. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, no one tells you that. No one teaches you that. You have to figure that out. Once you figure that out, it's like stuff clicks, you know, yeah. you kind of know that's what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? So what was it like then? Like, jumping into that brand new like painting scene were you sort of aware of what was going on yeah i mean i was aware i think because working at the shop kind of working at the shop and just kind of cruising around skating and stuff i kind of got introduced to the full obey thing right that was the first thing that, that clicked me off like a ton of people that get into this dude probably yeah and just saw that and saw that and it was like something different to associate with and i was like what is this and so started doing the research and so from there it obviously goes Shepard Ferry, and then you go to Dave Kinsey, because I was Black Market at the time, you go to that, and then you go to Juxtapose as your next, like, sort of step, and you right. get introduced to Jeff Soto and whatever artists they're always showing in that Juxtapose, and then you dive deeper into graffiti, I started working, um, small, tiny portion at some, doing some stuff, and met Persuay, and met a few other people, so it started sort of blossoming, and then... is gonna be on the show next month. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And then, uh... Then just, um, yeah, we're getting, but getting into that, like, I didn't even know, like, the local art scene at all, that there were shows or anything. I had no clue. You know, I knew the world was big, but I didn't know there was anything in San Diego at all. And so, like, yeah. meeting all you guys was super good, like, because um, I had been putting in work just strictly on the graphic stuff and sort of just painting off what I'd seen. And it was, like, it totally shifted my perspective of, like, painting and learning how to paint and creating style and, you know what I mean, the whole, the whole deal, how it works, yeah. you know? And plus being in that environment where... You know, like, I was bringing in a lot of artists from outside yeah. of, of the city to show at that time, too. So, like, I was trying to, I was trying to sort of solve that problem where for us as youngsters in, in San Diego, we sort of have this, uh, this bubble around us because we're, like, locked into that sports scene or whatever because it's such nice weather that we want to be outside all the time that we're not really focused on an artistic culture as much. Right. And it's really broad. That shit is out there. Yeah. But we're sort of in our own little mech, our own little fucking oasis yeah. that keeps us sort of away from those things. Yeah. And part of that gallery, like, I really wanted to show, look at all this other stuff that's happening. All these people are doing these same things that you guys are doing. You know, you can do it too. You know, you just have to focus and get on yeah it's it's great, i don't yeah. know if that message passed on or not but. i think it was it's it was super like influential and experimental for me too to see all that stuff like because you know at that time being a kid that came from skateboard graphics and everything the real low brow very easy to understand in your face stuff is, is what you know obviously you're into but like i remember human five show that was the first show right and i was stoked on it because i knew they did graphics for capita so i already knew who human five was mm -hmm. but then like you see these tiny little intricate pieces they made and it like kind of blows your mind. You're like, wait a second, these dudes aren't like graffiti artists, or they're not this like super lowbrow, easy to like understand line drawing artist. You yeah. know what I mean? So it kind of like expands your horizon a bit. And then 
you know, like Yurik and Duncan came and you saw like these crazy, just like clean lines with like little one hair brushes and like these birds and this crazy installation shit. And it was just like, holy crap, there's a way bigger world than just graffiti and like lines, like brush lines on a paper, you know what I mean? With a roller background, a couple right. stencils on the side. And <laughs> yeah. that spot. So yeah. it like definitely for me, like pushed that. And then it also pushed really like, you know, working in the industry at the time and doing that really like kind of made me understand like what artists are and what they mean to the industry and how to treat them and really gave me sort of a little bit of a distaste for people that just kind of rip stuff off and put stuff out there that's not theirs and just like you know because there's so much that going on out there and people just people are so uneducated they're just like oh I'll go buy this painting for a hundred dollars but like really it's kind of a carbon copy of a someone that's worked for eight years to define what they are (laughs) yeah yeah and because there's a a a thousand dollar increase or you know a thousand percent increase in cost yeah you know it, it, we see that happening in in the industry right now with like rebel eight and fatal which has been like a hot topic on the internet the last yeah. couple of days is they're just straight jacking their style selling it for five dollars less and trying to get it into like their competitor stores so that they can undercut them yeah with the same type of graphics i mean it's like people don't realize like they'll you know, like, people will not want to buy, well, they will, or they won't want to buy, like, say, a fake pair of sunglasses or whatever. They'll know it's fake, right? So they'll be like, oh, I want the real thing. But then when it comes to art, they don't realize that, like, this piece they want to buy because they don't know anything about art, but it looks cool yeah. to them, is the exact influence of someone who, like, paved the road for that style. You know what right. I mean? It's like, you really don't want this. You want this dude's shit. Well, yeah. This dude's just learning how to paint. He's just jacking this dude's style. But it's so, a fine line, you know? We met, I guess, via the internet, right? Yeah, MySpace. Which is strange. Back in the day. It wasn't Flickr before it? I think uh, it was Flickr maybe. before MySpace yeah. or any of those things. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Which it is might have a been. much less, uh, or far less personal uh, mm-hmm. interaction. Yeah, I think you're right. MySpace was later on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that sort of like opened up a, a new avenue of friends and environments and things to do um right so we so we probably messaged back and forth yeah i remember just like really liking your stuff and i didn't know too many people like in the art you were in you were in san diego yeah i was was living in ob i think then i lived there for like three years or something but that's just when i kind of started networking with local artists and just trying to see what was going on and who was doing shows and what kind of little clicks there were and things like that and it was it was kind of difficult to get into any like clicks because you know especially like not being from san diego not knowing anyone people don't want to you know welcome you right is, is that how you felt kind of yeah. yeah and like i remember checking out people's um art this might sound bad but i remember thinking like dude my stuff's way better and like <laughs> why, why don't they want me in their show and i would like hound them and then just blow me off for stuff and yeah but that was just you know one experience later on you know it got easier but I met like that's when I first met a lot of the people that were kind of organizing themselves under Cezio and so I made some great friends there and then from from there you know Cezio formed so so what was that like what was that beginning time with Cezio what kind of opportunities came about when you were sort of coming into that fruition of like okay I really want to start yeah. doing something it was super like bohemian like beatnik style like everyone just gathering around at like this old shitty house in OB and like 
taking up the porch and the, the balconies and playing music and painting and getting high and just everything. <laughs> like, it was just super romantic and, you know, everything, like, you would dream, like, a rad, like, art community would be like. I don't, well, at least for me back in the day. I mean, it's different now, but yeah. it was just, like, just really cool. No one, like, judged and there was just such, like, a eclectic mix of people and everyone had these great artistic and musical abilities and then from there it just became more and more organized and we had art shows and music shows and stuff like that yeah so did um did you get like expert extra sort of incentive and inspiration by like the trouble like the walls that you ran into getting started did it like did it sort of dampen your spirits or were did it give you like uh well fuck these people i'm gonna oh yeah do it anyway it was definitely more like fuck them i'm gonna keep doing it and yeah. like that's when i was in a period of um i think i was just really unhappy with like working i was working a lot for a mortgage broker and just doing stuff that no artist would ever really want to do like <laughs> an office job like ridiculous hours monday through friday and even some weekends and stuff like that and there's no creative outlet, you know, within work itself. Yeah, so I would just, like, hole up every chance I got at home just painting. Like, I would paint all the time. And you do you do photography yeah. as well, too. Yeah, right? I always did photography, too, but that kind of, like, hit a little bit later. Like, that got more and more interesting to me. And especially because I originally was doing oil painting, and it just takes fucking forever. Yeah. And then I just, I realized how instantly gratifying photography was and... I'm a big, like, computer nerd already. Digital photography, like, really translates well into that whole digital creativity. Yeah, it's, it's, another, it's, just, it's one of those tools that most people, all, most artists should be able to utilize. Yeah. I wish I was actually a little bit better of a photographer. Yeah. But luckily, <laughs> I'm, I'm attached to one, so. Yeah. I, like you mean, but, uh, you know. I, I try to learn from Crystal. Yeah. In fact, great. when I'm taking pictures, I'll, I'll hear her in my head. I'll, I'll frame a shot up and get ready to take the shot, and she'll go in my in my head. Of course, she'll, nah, maybe you should take that yeah. little corner off a little bit, and I'll go, oh yeah, you're right. Like you know, talk to myself in yeah. my head, shift the frame. I remember. And it's always a better photo. I remember thinking that too when I was like, I guess creeping on you, flute uh-huh. through Flickr and MySpace and all that, thinking yeah. like, dude, like Crystal's so rad, and like <laughs> she's a photographer, and they're like such a great art couple, and like I would. I'd geek out on that. That's I awesome. thought it was cool. We need to do another project together. We haven't really done any like collaborative things in a while. It's been a few years. Mm-hmm. She's been she's been getting back into doing um, like beadwork and stuff. Oh, cool. We gotta try. I, I kind of want to just get like draw a design for her and make her bead it out, and then it, it's like less work for me to do. That's <laughs> take, rad. Take a bunch of credit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, and you, my friend, work at Spy. Yes. Spy. What's uh, what's your job title over there? I'm like, I guess the title is product line manager for goggles. Um, basically, do all the design, development, concepting, line management, costing, everything. Pretty much, if a goggle comes out, I touched it. <laughs> all right, time out. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? Coffee talk. Really funny. We <laughs> while I'm out taking the dog out. Yeah, we could. Okay, <laughs> <that's> 
So Brent. Yes, Carly. <laughs> Before goggle design, what were you doing? Uh, you know, just doing uh, art department, basic art department work. Yeah. Worked my way up through that and uh, crushing those hotkeys. Hotkeys, yes. I love hotkeys. <laughs> They're <It's> hot. hot. <laughs> and Carly, what uh, what were you doing? No, let's keep it on you. This is interesting. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it, it just got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good. Sorry, come here, Petey. <laughs> I don't know. My dog is just being crazy. He was doing so good while I was petting him. <laughs> Sorry, it breaks it up into chapters. Chapter one. Before yeah. Petey went to the bathroom. <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's a big thing that, like, for me, I sit here and I paint by myself all the time. Yeah. And it's good to have people come around and, like, get to know people. And, like, I'm really learning about myself and others at the same time. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's totally worth it. And it's, um... It's fun. It gives me all sorts of fucking ideas and yeah, for sure. All sorts of things. It is a shit ton of work, though. So, what do the the interview with you guys is? Uh, we're asking Brent about goggle design and what he did before that at Spy, and I, he was doing a lot of hotkeys, I think. <laughs> a lot. Of... You see my dog? What's he doing? He's really making this episode a pain in the ass. He usually sleeps. Look at his little hind legs. Dude, They're go so on. Cute. The floor seems so comfy. Only now. <laughs> yes. Is he allowed on the sofa? Oh, yeah. He's got too much energy. He's got full reign of the entire place. Look at him. He just wants attention. What? Come here. Let's do it this way. I'm here. Tang, me and you. No, but see, he thinks that you're going to give him his toys, which he's not giving. You are on restriction. Grounded. Yeah, he's going to get the leash, and then he's going to be bummed. You're going to be bummed, dude. I'm telling you. It's not fun for you. You should go lay down. It's a better deal. Better deal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, take door one. Behind this curtain. All right, Mr. Spy. Yes. Did you like work your way up the ranks? I did. From the bottom. Full corporate dream, right? Yeah. Worked my way up to the corner office with Americana. the window. Um, <laughs> no, I did. I just did. Uh, worked in the art department. Worked up through that and just um, started doing the goggle thing. So what? I've always kind of been fascinated by, like, even, like, shoe design or, like, yeah. stuff that seemingly is the same thing every time, but it comes out just slightly different that it changes the whole dynamic of the whole thing. Yeah, it's like crazy, yeah. It's like, um... Or even even the concept of coming up with something three-dimensional. As a painter, I'm everything's flat, and I'm tricking you into thinking it's mm -hmm. three-dimensional, yeah. you know? So, like, the idea of building something or designing something flat and then all of a sudden having it be three-dimensional is kind of like a world that I don't act quite understand. It's definitely like a brain racker for me because not growing up in the ID world, you know what I mean, industrial design world, it's like I definitely have to take a step back and think, okay, I can do the front view real quick, but then when I'm starting to do tops and sides and three-quarter drawings, it's kind of like, okay. But, but with you, like when you paint, I mean, you paint and you have shadow and you have shading and you have perspective, right? Uh -huh. So... So for me, I can draw an object 3D, but then I have to dissect it into like a front view, top view, side See, view. See, and that's right? a real problem. Like yeah. for me, like this guy, I could draw him like that. If you told me to draw him from the side, it's gonna be, it's gonna look like somebody different. Yeah. Like, I could draw a side view. Yeah. Yeah. But for it to look like that same guy, same thing with cartoonists. Like the way they can make the same person like rotate. Yeah. In all views is amazing. It's a lot about yeah. like grids and tricks, right? So you know, like that little. Remember that trick you do when you were a kid? You would have a little drawing. You'd put little squares over it, and then you put them on the wall, big, uh -huh. and you could draw it big. Well, I mean, just think about if you drew lines across, and you knew exactly where his nose height was going to be and his ear height and whatever. As you turn him, 
in your head, it's a little easier to like turn him, right? And, like, yeah. figure yeah. him out, sort of. I get it, I'm just saying technically. Yeah. <laughs> technically, it's gnarly. Technically. It's, like, definitely the most brain-wracking part of my job for me to, yeah. to do that. And especially, like, something small, like, one millimeter makes the utmost difference. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Like, you change two to three millimeters on a goggle, and something looks completely different. Seems like you'd have to be really good at math for some you reason. You do, you definitely. <laughs> but millimeters makes it's it easier. Brent's, like, ridiculously good at math. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he really is. It's, it's kind of a happy it's like medium. A, a freak. Like I'm a pretty thing. technical person, like about yeah. everything, and then I sort of like doing the, the drawing and stuff too. So it's like put, meld them together. You know, it's art and technical, especially developing stuff. You have to like think through problems, problem solving. Okay, this isn't gonna work. Why is it not gonna work? How do I change it to make it work? So. Dude, I say that a lot. That art is just basically a glorified problem solving technique. It just is figure out, and that's sort of the fun of it too, right? It's yeah. like okay. I have this thing that I want to make. How do I get from point A to point B? Yeah. Especially with, like, even with, like, building, like, your sculptures or building a goggle, like, you have to take into account costing and effectiveness and timing and time. and You know what I mean? It's not just, like, how do I do this? You have yeah. to, like, think about Cause stuff. Because it has to be affordable once right. it goes to market. Right. Same thing with when you're building your stuff. You're like, yeah. how am I going to build even that frame? What am I going to use? How am I going to do it? Oh, yeah. That's a... Especially as a poor person, <laughs> you really got to take all that shit into effect. Yeah. Um, so you recently became jobless and then picked up a new job with uh, yeah. my buddy, Mr. Greg Strangeman, who has been uh, <laughs> a big help to the podcast, actually, mm-hmm. He's um, great. via the Pearl Hotel. What, uh, what kind of stuff are you getting into over there? It's mostly property management, but then he has his hands in so many different projects and And saying that almost sounds boring, but you... For, to understand it's, the it's extent of his it's, yeah of his properties yeah. is kind of a, a different setting right and if you know think. him you know like what a rad guy he is and the kind of people that surround him and yeah he just gets it and gets the art scene and everything that goes along with it yeah in the community totally. it's just he commissioned me to do um to get do a bunch of paintings for the lobby of the Scripts. Scripts building. Yeah, I just saw that the other day. I still need to go over there. Can you get some pictures for me? Yeah, if you're over there. Totally. There you go. Yeah. Well, I can give you a tour now. So. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, if you could photograph the tour, that would be excellent. I, I need to go over there. I think I just I went by the other day and I had used to have the code to the thing. I forget what it is now. Okay. We won't say it on air. It's. Oh. I think I do know what it is, but. And I just peeked my head in there. I was like, "Oh, it's done now," because I did the pieces mm-hmm. almost six months before the. The lobby got put together, so I got to get over there and check that out. And you guys are you guys are a couple, right? Yeah. Did we say that? No. no. Not like a Jay Z Beyonce <laughs> thing. We talk about it. No. Sometimes we do. Sometimes you do. I don't think it's it's um, public. It's not on Facebook. It's not Facebook. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, go, maybe go on my like on my blog. It's like Brent this, Brent that, or actually I call him Spent on my blog because Spent. Spent. Like you're spent. <laughs> that was a finger snap, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't picked up by the uh, no. audio, unfortunately. It is. <laughs> uh, how long have you guys been dating for? It's uh, almost. You better know that answer. Yeah, I know. People no, don't answer for him. Don't answer yeah, him. Just okay. put him on the like, like a year and a half ish. Oh, no, almost two, two years. years. Mm-hmm. Almost two years. Nice. How's everything going? It's good. Good. Going forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Making it so amazing, uncomfortable. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's weird. That it's just because it's being recorded. That Probably, it yeah. Feels strange. Yeah. Uh huh. You haven't got past it yet. Like, exactly. What if I just put like a cover over it? I know, right? It's not here. I know, because it has nothing to do with you. It's like shit. Who's listening to this right now? No one. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. But they will. But they will. Yeah. Only Scary. I can hear you. You could accidentally erase the whole thing. <laughs> No, that doesn't happen. I, I had to I had to go back up all the files, though. Like, all of a sudden, I was trying to record a new episode, and my computer's like, nah. Too much, not enough like, memory? Yeah. Oh, no. Nice. Like, you don't have enough memory for your startup disk. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's not good. So I ended up having to back up all the files onto the, onto the external. It basically almost killed my whole computer. Gnarly. Oh. What do they say? They say you're supposed to have one third of like your total memory always empty for your computer to run optimally. I, yeah. It's like I don't know if that's true. That's what mm. I've heard. Yeah, I I was ruining it. Yeah. And I could tell like it was happening, and I didn't want to do like that spring cleaning that yeah. I knew needed to be done. And like I knew I had like folders and folders of paintings and like oh you had that spring cleaned just, like really I could cleaned just get it off of there. Well, you know I had backed a whole bunch of stuff up, and then. For some reason, I needed it back on the computer. Like, I needed, like, my 2003 files yeah. or whatever yeah, for yeah. some stupid reason. And so I dropped a bunch of stuff back on and then never took it back off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Computers, yeah. man. Me and uh, Dew went on a long-ass bike ride. Did you? Uh, yesterday. A couple days ago. Who's that? Sean Dew. Oh, Sean Dew. And did a... Uh, we started in Mission Bay. Uh-huh. And rode down, all the way down to the boardwalk, and down the boardwalk, and then back up through, like, around the inside of Mission Bay. Nice. Like, over by um, Ski Beach and all yeah. that shit over there. You're uh, you're into the bike culture, right? You a bike nerd? Yeah, not not so much anymore. Like, since I've moved, I've, you know, the bike culture's way more down here than up yeah. there. But. Yeah. When we first met, we'd ride around a lot. But I guess it's cool You ride your bike around now. quite a bit now? Yeah. I, I will more now that I'm working downtown so right just ride to work i uh i didn't realize how sort of nice it is to be able to ride around just in being able to like see the city from a yeah. different perspective you see a lot of crazy different. shit when you're riding yeah. bikes like so many roads you've never shit. been down that you just yeah. take yeah. a route it was really it was it was nice we're gonna try to make it like a once a week thing yeah to get out there and just move because he um he just said he was in the hospital for a month yeah over like six weeks or something basically he was asleep for a month crazy and so he lost all his like muscle and all the like so he's trying to get all of his strength back yeah so we did a long ass ride and i was tired and i'm kind of in shape like i run every couple of days and get out and and do things it's crazy but yeah it's rad so we're gonna try to get out and start doing that more often and it made me kind of realize what was so like uh so enticing to so many people, like bike bike culture nerds, yeah. like it's who are super rad. into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it makes you when you start getting into it, you're just like you figure errands or stuff to do to get out and ride your bike to go do shit. You're like, totally. oh, I'm gonna, I guess I have to go here, and you go to like a further place so you can ride your bike instead of walk yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I still ride my bike a lot. It's just like checking the bike blogs and being like full bike culture geek. It's like <laughs> you do. I, I don't really not anymore. <laughs> oh. but I, I used to still like. Do. No, not anymore. Shit's expensive, though, huh? It's fucking expensive. It's I, uh, but it's fact, worth it. It's crazy. Because if you I buy cheap, to, you double buy your bike. You know what I mean? 
outgrow it if yeah, you buy totally, cheap. So totally. And yeah. then you stop spending money in gas and yeah. auto insurance and tires and oil changes and all that bullshit. Um, but I got to try uh, trying to do how to fix gear. Mm-hmm. I've never rode a fixed gear before. So fucking weird. I don't know why anybody did like would want to do that. No way. I, I wonder that sometimes I too. I've only like ridden one a few times. It's kind of it's fun. It's super fun. It's I don't just, know why. It just makes me a little nervous. <laughs> I could see a fixed gear on a track. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. Right? But not being able to just coast. Right. Especially on like a 10. Like we must have rode 15 miles the other day at yeah. least. Up around it at least. And I half of it, I was just standing up coasting like leaning to the side. <laughs> So that my butt cheeks didn't hurt, you know? <laughs> and then I didn't have to yeah. pedal the whole time. Dude, you have to pedal the whole time. Like you go over it's train insane. tracks and stuff, you can just lift up, and Brent just has to keep pedaling. Just keep pedaling. And he doesn't have brakes either on his. Which no, is you don't even do the little front sketchy. brake uh-huh. thing. Yeah. It doesn't have it like a place for Oh, it, it makes me so nervous. It's so, <laughs> it'll it'll be, like, it didn't feel right. Downhill. It felt like it was going to break my knees. Yep. That too. But it's yeah, we'll be, we'll be flying downhill, and I'm like, slow down. I get so nervous. But Yeah, because you can't coast. No, <laughs> no cussing. But Unless you can control, you your, like... You can take your feet out, huh? That's sketchy, right? But you could. His little legs go. God, I don't... And I finally realized, like, seeing those kids do those weird skit outs yeah. all yeah. the time, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? What are they trying to, like, show off, do yeah. some weird little skit out? I was like, oh, no, you're trying to get Stop, trying to stop, <laughs> yeah. But it totally didn't make any sense at the yeah. time until getting on there. Yeah. It felt like I was trying a, a brand new sport or something. Like, it's way different, right? It's like a uh, whole different... And people either really like it or don't really like it. But I know a lot of people that, like, hate it on it. Oh, you ride fixed gear. You Like, uh, it's so cool right now. It's so hot. And, like, as soon as they do it, they're like, oh, this is pretty freaking cool. Like, well, I, then they start well, building bikes and that. shit, like... Like well, so many technical. kids have no fucking clue what they're doing, and that's why they're all getting hurt and stuff. Yeah, they just, just I, jump so on one. I couldn't even get my I couldn't even get my second foot into the pedal thing. <laughs> yeah. So like I was, I was like, dude, this is not good. Luckily, Chungu's other bike wasn't a, mm. a fixed gear because I would have been ruined. And last time I went up to San Francisco, I stayed at Mike Giant's house. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you can grab one of the bikes down there and go ride." I was like, "Oh, the, it was only fixed gears." Yeah. I was like, and I had never rode one, and I wasn't about to try to go no, ride San around San Francisco heavy, with, yeah. a, with a fixed gear. I was like, nah, I'll just walk. And I just had some long-ass walks. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys both took part in the Live Free Wall project that I did this summer. Yes. Which I saw as really cool. You got a little commission also, like a little side project off the wall. Yeah, I, well, I like traded for it. What did I trade for? That watch. Oh, not I'm not wearing it today, but this big-ass, beautiful watch. That's so rad. Yeah. <laughs> and for those people that don't know, I did a, um, a project this summer with the Museum of Contemporary Art that was 10, it was a 10-day project where I built a wall in Barrio Logan and had, I think, like 13 artists or 14 artists come paint over, over a 10-day period, and it would be painted like twice a day and then buffed and painted again the next day buffed and we time-lapsed the whole thing and so we had something like like 70 hours or you know like worth of of wall time and uh we ended up making a time lapse which is on the internet you could uh search the live free wall on youtube and find it and you guys got to do a little collaborative sort of thing with um 
another girl that w- that also worked on on the same project along with you guys. Mm-hmm. And so you did a you did this uh, portrait of a girl. Yeah. Um, with a <laughs> with yellow glasses. background, and you got to you did a painting of it afterwards, right? Was that the right. first time you painted her? Yeah. That's cool. You and it looked almost exactly the same. It's pretty rad that you're able to to do yeah, that it's, twice. Yeah, it's crazy doing it on such a large scale. Like it's it's easy for me to you know go off of photos and do it you know maybe a couple times larger than it, but to do it huge like that, it's gnarly. Stuff gets so distorted and but yeah. Yeah, it's weird you once it. you're that close, right? Exactly. You have to walk away a lot. To yeah, that's it's my. During that project, my the girl who was uh, doing the photography, she noticed that I would when I was working because I would work in between all the artists and do stuff in between. Mm-hmm. That like I would run up to the wall and paint, and then I would scurry back like oh, a yeah. like a little cockroach <laughs> look, and then scurry up there again all fast. Like I would be really frantic. Yeah. I never even noticed it. You know, yeah. it was just part of the process of painting big. Like right. yeah. zoom in. But zoom yeah, out. it's shit's scary when you you're not really sure how it's gonna work. Yeah. I mean, not scary, but you know, it's a little daunting. Yeah, I if I could have like mastered that, I bet I'd. You know, if I had done it a few more times before that, I bet I could have pumped it out a lot faster. But I was just like, oh, I don't know, and then I'd run back. Well, you it took pretty, a long time. You didn't take that long, to be honest with you. From you finished a painting humongous from start to finish in yeah. less than a day. A couple hours only, well, right? That's good. Yeah, <laughs> and with and with paint brushes too. So you have to wait for paint to sort of dry. Yeah. Even though it was a hot ass summer, so it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a hot day. I think just that yellow, the backdrop. I lost took so a much weight working on that project. I Moving bet. that wall, that wall was so heavy. I moved it like four times. Not really. Yeah. I got all buff and shit. Then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> then I was like now I can relax. Once, the, then, once that thing was done. Yeah, seriously. Out in the sun for mm-hmm. 10 days. I got crispy. Got all sorts of bug bites and weirdness. <laughs> I drive by there and I could, it, the lot just looks kind of sad. Aww. Even though there's the garden and stuff and I have a mural in the same lawn, it's like... Yeah. It misses its wall. Little, Gotta do it again. Little, yeah, I know. It seems like they should just have a permanent one there. Mm-hmm. It's such a rad community down there. I wouldn't mind moving down there, too. It's really cool. Yeah. Even just working. I've been spending, I just did a mural down there at the Roots Factory. Where's that? It's, oh, um, I think I saw that on Facebook. It's Maine and... Maine and Cesar Chavez. Okay. But they're back in the alleyway back there. They do a, a screen printing thing. And they, nice. They've been doing some t-shirts for me, which um, I think we have some t-shirts for you. That t-shirt back there is for you. I got a DSD shirt for you if you want awesome. it, if it fits you. Oh, I think I'm good. You can give it to listen. listener. Hoggy Kong's hooked me All up. All right. Nice. Very good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's cool that, uh, that you got to work a little side project out and and do that too yeah and uh what about you have you done anything big like that before i mean like huge like that not too much like i've goofed around at sean dude's house before like but it's it's usually intimidating right with like all those guys so gnarly step up and handle but like installation it shows i've always done like pretty big and like like kind of learning how to paint a lot from nico like i don't really know how to paint small like this is where we really get into like battles like whenever we paint she'll be like like, you know, how about you put a little skull here? And I'll be like, okay. And it'll be like three feet tall skull. And she's like, oh, I meant like four inches. Like, I, I kind of still like want to paint on this piece too. Then, yeah, I walk away and I come back and it's fucking over the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? You just ruined it. But. So it's like definitely, definitely <laughs> I, I can't really 
paint small so it takes a lot more like out of me to paint a little bit bigger and you do can stuff bigger. do it it's, you, it's, you just don't do it enough it's a little more because you he did some of these like cupcakes for that fruit of the soul show that we yeah. did but like he did like a big one and then like three small ones and they're dope like Really yeah. good. It's funny. It's almost like just as much work to do something that big. Exactly. As it is as much work. That's what he complains about. He's like, why would I want to do it that small when I could do it this big? <laughs> it's almost as much time. Sometimes it takes the same longer. amount of time, yeah. I don't know. I just, I guess the way my mind works and the way I like learned sort of to do stuff was at like a large scale. I'm not saying like large format wall scale, but large enough that it's like yeah. two feet by two feet or four feet. I mean, when I showed the voice, it was all four feet by four feet paintings. Like yeah. that's where my comfort zone lies. When I start getting smaller than that, it's a like little weird for me, which is odd. Yeah. Right. But it's it, opposite it is for me. Cause I was always working in like a little cramped broom or that's on the what floor. It is. It's the fishbowl theory. Yep. It's like you work to the size of the space that you have to totally. store yeah. <laughs> everything. Cause I'm sense. the same way. Like this is slightly big. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm pointing to something that's probably like, 24 by 24 yeah you know and like i but at the same time i i just did an interview with um usd you ucsd what's the one in uh in la jolla ucsd one on the coast mm-hmm. oh shit it might be usd that they're anyway i got interviewed over at the the um at the hive wall downtown yeah cool. and that motherfucker was 75 foot wide by 25 foot tall Huge. and that was the biggest thing i'd ever painted. that's massive scale yeah that was scary yeah because i had no idea and i was up on a lift so i would have to go up and start come back down mm-hmm. jump run back to the end of the parking lot there's a time lapse of that too right yeah that's also on the that's YouTube a fun one to watch too. see that crane jump up and down and yeah because it was like a 1972 uh scissor lift and (laughs) it was so rickety and like old that i couldn't move i couldn't i couldn't drive forward or backwards unless it was all the way on the ground and it would take like probably 30 seconds to get all the way to the top so i would have to work up and what i would do was i would start at an area and then i would turn it on to start going down and it went down slow enough that i would just paint as it went down and i would just work down a a layer a little bit and hit certain places, you know, because it was such. But I, I got that thing done in, in three days, in fifteen hours, just three nice. five hour days. It's good, which is out. crazy because it's so fucking big. But you're and, painting with like cans and like bigger brushes, right? So you're just making. Oh, it was strokes, all yeah, it was all know? cans. So, but it's like your strokes are so big compared to like a small paint. Yeah. It's almost the same amount of time, like you're saying, like you're still doing the stroke. Yeah. It's it just all big fat cans. To do like an arm motion or a small little hand motion, it's almost the same amount of time. It's crazy. Yeah. That, and that's what it was, man. It was like one eyeball was my wingspan. Yeah. So that's how I knew where <laughs> where everything was supposed to go. Yeah. Like, all right, here's one eyeball. I should yeah, be able really? to work it out from, from there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I want to, I'd like to make that like a, uh, like a summer thing. Like try to set up one of those walls like a couple weeks out of each summer. You know, because it was cool to have people who had never really had an opportunity to do stuff like that before. Yeah. Like, there was definitely a few people who had never used spray paint. Mm-hmm. There were some kids that came around. Yeah, I was, like, on experimenting there. on the back, like, making little faces yeah, and stuff. Yeah, all fun. kinds of things. And it built, like, a weird little community of, like, hey, we can just come and hang mm-hmm. out and shoot the shit. And, yeah. you know, we had a little barbecue down there and people brought beers and you we just make some things and without any sort of judgment or, yeah. like, yeah. oh, that's whack. You just ruined this. Because <laughs> it's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, that... that Something cool about that. 
that non, non or that idea, yeah, non permanence is mm-hmm. uh, was real important with that, and you know that's how it is with the street stuff. Which you brought up, Human Five, which I think we're doing such rad stuff on the street before street art was even a thing. Yeah, they were doing like more fine art on the street instead of like straight like what you. But think it's of now graffiti, what yeah. would be called street art. Yeah, what like the big like catchphrase term. Yeah. And I'm so bummed those guys don't make anything anymore. Like I'm, I know they make art doing their own thing or whatever, but like they don't. I don't think they. There's like virtually no remnants of Human Five on the internet. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Yeah, it it it's like the internet was like in and they were one of the first like artist collectives that were really utilizing the internet too. Because I remember I was like, oh, there's always new stuff up on their site. There's always like this new shit they're doing on the street. And you could check it out. It was before there was blogs. Before, you know, like, maybe Fecal Face was out, but there was, like, no juxtaposed website. Yeah. And it just had the magazine that came out once every three months or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's weird how there's those little, like, uh, peaks and valleys for certain artists. And, like, totally. people show up for a little while and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just I feel like I'm on, I'm on a straight motherfucking line. <laughs> I might not be hitting those peaks up there where some people are, but I'm on a straight motherfucking line right through there. Did you guys see the new Banksy, or supposed Banksy thing? Yeah, we've been talking about that quite a bit. What's your guys? <laughs> I I have some insider information, but really? what's your guys' uh, thoughts on the? We well let's uh, let's let's preface it. There, uh, a reported Banksy stencil showed up in Oceanside, which is your hood, right? Yeah, it's a little bit above me, but yeah, close enough. Yes. Um, of a big ass rat with the with the exit through the gift shop, the star. Glasses on, and then it has the the kite. Um, the kite with the kids running across, like the, the little Mexicans running across the sign. freeway, <laughs> which is a new stencil that he's been using up in LA, yeah. right? Which is authentic, mm-hmm. right? But um, what's your guys' thoughts on the one that's shown up in Oceanside? Like we were talking about how Banksy's kind of like Santa Claus, like, whenever a new piece is up, it's like, you just really want to believe in it, but, so, that, like, or maybe that's just me, like, I'm just like, oh, please be real, like, because that'd be fucking cool, but, I mean, for me at least, I don't know, I, I, I really want it to be real, and I, I heard he's in the area, so. Well, he's definitely was in Los Angeles, for sure. Yeah. I know he's definitely down south, I, I heard he was in, um, all the way down to Encinitas, Encinitas yeah. for a couple of days. So that oh, is there anything there? That for Nothing me made sense, me no. think. I don't think. I mean, Encinitas is like thing, but... ten minutes away or something yeah. from where yeah. that spot was. Well, here's here's I, I talked to uh, the Banksy forum lady, the lady who runs yeah. that thing, and she's in she's in San Francisco right now with Ben Ein, who is the dude that does all the letters on the roll down gates. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, yeah. He's doing a show up at White Walls. That dude's rad right now, and. He, uh, I think, I, th- I assume that him and Banksy are associates on some level, I think. I think Banksy owns some of his paintings or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And he's actually doing the show next week, too. He's going to be on the podcast. Oh, right. Um, and amazing. Uh, for people who don't know, his one of his paintings, the uh, Prime Minister of Britain Say gave too. Obama yeah. one of his paintings as a gift. I guess they do some art exchange Yeah, situation. it's rad. But he said that what made it look weird was that Banksy always does black rats, which yeah. was what I what stood out to me. 
and that if he was going to do a big rat like that, he would find a white or light wall, a light gray wall or something, a light tone that he could do a big black rat. And it would, there, I haven't ever seen a white one like no, that. No, I've never yeah, seen it either. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, there's some slight like discrepancies in like the, like the outline of it. Like the way it's uh like not super clean, it's right? Not crisp, like but the way he does stencils all the time. Of what he does, I feel like some of his stuff though, he does so much freehand. You know what I mean? It has that sort of feel, like well, it's you, got the stencil. What it the is though, but that's what it doesn't. It's that's sort of what it's missing. Is like he'll do those stencils and then like go in with just like a haze, yeah. and do like that second, like that mid tone or whatever. There is that hand stuff. Like where the bottom done. of the rat would be him normally hand doing it anyhow, yeah. right? He doesn't yeah. stencil out that whole bottom, right? But, but well, you always get those um, those little dashes mm-hmm. in the bottom mm-hmm. of the rat. Um, so I, I don't think it's real. The glasses yeah. thing was a little off, too. Like it's how he had it under, like he had three colors in the glass. I yeah, guess. the yeah. extra color in the glass. It was a little odd. But I think it was they were like that for those ones that were in L.A. during when the movie came out. Were they three? I, I don't know. But I don't Which know. Online. We'd have to we'd have to check. There's the, some weird discrepancies that didn't yeah. make yeah. me feel odd. If the if that taco shop pulled it off as a as a promotional thing, it's rad. Perfect. I know. Yeah, perfect. totally. I think that I mean, news spreads so fast in like internet. the surf skate industry alone. And like, if he was visiting like a local brand, right? That's who it was. He was visiting possibly a, yeah. a local brand, possibly. So, I mean. But like the thing Word about it is, they could have done it. Yeah, the thing about it, I feel is that if it's real or not, it's still rad. It's still a pretty well done piece, right? It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's a big ass stencil, and it's which cool. makes it seem like, well, fuck, maybe they. Yeah, could have that if off. it's like, you know, if they're biting his like stencils in LA, then at least they did the research, whatever. But like, I know that's true. The thing that frustrated me a lot is like, you know, you go on Facebook and people are like, definitely a rip off. There's overspray or. The king of the god of street art would not have put this. It's like, yo, yeah, like relax, true. dude. Yeah. Like, he yeah. does not do freehand stuff. It's like, whoa, like you guys saw his movie. Like, all of a sudden, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. know everything about the guy. Like, yeah, as soon as amazing. I saw it in white, like that was the first indication because uh, the black rat is a is a reference to the black plague, right? Because during the the plague, they thought that it was the black rats that yeah. were the ones that carried the plague. And it killed all those fucking people in England. So I never I think, thought about that, but it shows he always has black rats too. Yeah, they're they always show black. there, and yeah, the other one they're always black. And it's, I think his his uh, his company is Black Rat Press. Or is it whatever or his you know gal whatever the yeah. company is or whatever? Has he ever done one that size before? Or is this like the largest? Oh yeah, shit yeah. I, when I was in um, when I was in London, we saw one, um, but in like a fenced in construction yard mm-hmm. that was at least 15 feet tall oh, shit. like 15 <laughs> feet tall by 20 foot wide he had a big Huge. one didn't he have a big wow. one in la too like i feel like on wilshire or something he had one maybe but maybe not there was the there was that batman and robin thing that was up on the uh up on melrose that mm-hmm. had the like red lettering. It's actually it's in the film. He does it in the film. Really? Okay. And that shit ran for a long time, but then somebody went up there and slashed it at some point, which always happens on Melrose for some reason. Yeah. Let's uh what do you guys got coming up? You got uh cool projects that you're working on? I just did an art show. I might do another one. I don't know. It's I don't have any real goals for that, especially since I just took on a new job. So Yeah. Like, well then there was the uh there was just a big show at the uh Habitat house, right? Yeah, the Habitat uh um, Should we shout that out? Give them a shout yeah, out. So 
<laughs> Zach was supposed to come on the show, the puta, but he has car troubles or oh, you know, all sorts please. of excuses. I'm gonna kick him in the ass. He wanted to do the interview on the golf course, but uh, oh, he would. Like fool, I am not gonna bring my computer on difficult. the golf course. Because <laughs> that's what we did, but we just did the little video interview. Yeah, right. that was a good interview. That video. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. But um, yeah, that was just a neighborhood show, I think, in like. I don't know, like a 10 block radius or something in Golden Hill. Yeah. I didn't have any like art or photography in it, but a bunch of local artists did. And it was a big success. The opening night was packed. Yeah, I saw photos. Like, I, it, you would think someone was throwing like a kegger, like <laughs> driving by. I'm like, no, it's an art show, but it was cool. Yeah. The cops show up? I don't think so. We didn't stay super late, but yeah. Somebody yeah. was just telling me recently that somebody that, God, I can't, I forget where the story came from, but somebody told me that their friend told them that they just bought that house that uh, we painted on the walls and did that big oh, really? installation over oh, the there in house. North Park. What was it called? The Boat House. Yeah, somebody bought that and all the, all, a whole bunch of the art was still in there. Really? And so they basically, who I think Kelly Bennett, um, from Voice of San Diego was telling mm-hmm. me from yeah from uh, from Tree Ring yeah I think she was the one that was telling me that somebody bought that house huh. and uh, they're just letting and, it ride well I I guess I don't know what they're gonna eventually do but they got a bunch, <laughs> got a bunch of shit in that house and I ended up running into some kid that lived at that house where we did this like anarchy art show music show there with Cezio and uh, a bunch of people right do. You, you guys were both in the show. This was yeah, a boathouse you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was in the super past. cool, actually. I, yeah. I was in San Francisco, so I didn't actually go to the event. Okay. It was crowded. That it was might fun. have been like Jackson, because he lives at Habitat now. The Habitat. It was there? Well, I ended up running into some kid that was squatting in that house for a long time. Amazing. Oh, okay. And he worked at a, one of the about. marijuana dispensaries that I went yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, we actually went we went back in there to like see if we could steal some of our art because some of it was on like pieces of wood and some of it was missing. But like, I mean, it's to be expected. Yeah. But we, I think we took like the the big part the of, of our it. piece. It's like this naked chick with a skull and. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you got some of it back. Yeah. Rad. Just because I don't know. Well, we I'm don't... painted on the wall, so. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't painting any of that back. Yeah, but we we've painted not. Like a ton together, so that was kind of like a special one. <laughs> Are you gonna try to do more collaboratives in the future? Yeah, it's it's difficult to be honest. Like painting, it's with, tough. With your I mean, partner. our our art complements each other pretty well because she's oh, like yeah. more like, like oily, like very shadowy, and I just kind of like spew shit on the shit. Yeah, out. He, he's it comes real, out, right? really messy, but in like a <clears throat> a good way. But then, like, very detail. It's tough because she's very like. Small and slow and controlled, and I, she's like, "Put a skull here," and it's like, and there's no painting left. She's like, "Well, what am I supposed to fucking do now?" Yeah. And then so then for a while we were doing like the, like I won't touch it, I won't give you any direction. Like you work on it, and then when you're done with it, I'll work on it again. And then it would just be kind of like, I don't know, but in, in the sense of like graffiti, though, like people spray paint over your shit, and then you go back and spray it again. So right. I guess it was kind of like that. But like for me, like not being so much used to that style of painting it was kind of gnarly like i'd be like a little bit devastated to see like something that i worked really hard was on was painted over no like, longer there yeah for so for me like my art's like way more 
personal. And so, like, I would, I grow really attached to stuff. But I'm getting better, like, way better about that. Especially after doing, like, the Live Free wall and, and knowing it was going to be painted over. Like, there's something really freeing about that and, like, just being able to let go of stuff. Maybe that's, like, the hoarder in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get where it's attachments, right? Yeah. I've made so many paintings. If I grew attachments to any of them, yeah. it would be it would be a bad scene for me. I would yeah. become a hoarder. Is, is exactly I think that's I like that's like a young like painter's thing. Maybe like it's something I had to get over because I yeah. think like everything's like precious to you at first, and then you're just like fuck it, let's sell this, like let's make money or this, and you know I don't know. You don't get yeah. as attached. Yeah, I think it's important because you know at the end it's like you want to share the things with people you want you yeah wanna, you want to share your experiences or your stories or whatever yeah i mean i think pete pete put it real well one day we were in the gallery and i don't i don't even know what we were talking about if we were pricing shit for a show or we were just figuring out something out i was trying to sort something out and he was like well put it this way are you gonna paint again and i'm like yep he goes get rid of it and I was like, <laughs> it's like true he's like you're gonna paint another one get rid of it like yeah might as well and it's so crazy how um important it is if someone likes it too like for me i'll be like oh if you really like it like it's yours like then then i won't like be like as adamant about charging for it i'll be like all right you can have it <laughs> there's something weird about that or it's so like the key is go to carly's show and tell no, her you like her art <laughs> shit's kidding. free it's no, like shit's free, expensive free. <laughs> get your checkbooks out free to get home sometimes yeah. yeah nice all right well i think that's pretty good let's um you guys want to get your Twitters or your Facebooks or you want to plug any websites before before we shut this I'm thing golden. down? I'm Golden. I would say check out Spy Goggles. That's pretty like much all the work I've been working on. Uh, spy uh, sponsor on the show, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I work on. That's pretty much my art these days right now. So check that out. And... Yeah, go to carlyasada.blogspot.com or follow me on Twitter, carlyasada. That's my name. Okay. We'll get all that stuff up on the website and on the blog so people can find you in Scotland. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you very much for doing the show. Thank you, Mike. Handshakes. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Pull this blanket off of me. Maybe it'll help me see. The things I believe to be true. I'm paying for what should be free.
All right, good night.